I am very, very dehydrated today. So well, <coughs> rehydrate. I'm gonna do my best. Hydrate, lubricate, podcast rate. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Cheap Smut. I am Katie Mizell. And my name is Carl Mizell. And this is a podcast. This is a podcast. <laughs> Enjoy. And this is a podcast. You're here to listen to something other than your thoughts. So you might as well listen to us. Yeah. I, I'm, we're the, uh, we're, we're your smutty parasocial friends. Katie yeah. is, uh, we've, we, we've decided that our, our sort of podcast personas, Katie is hot and decent. I am Katie Mizell, hot and decent. And I am the sexual boy scout. Carl Mizell. The sexual Boy Scout. God, yes. The, the first time you ever called me hot and decent, which is a thing that he uh, said to me as just like a compliment out of nowhere. My heart melted like like a little ball of ice in my chest. Hot and decent. It's all I ever want to be. I don't I don't want to be great. I don't want to be perfect. I don't want to be good even. I just want to be decent. I just want to be a decent person and, pleasant, and hot. And pleasant to look at while being decent. Yeah. Exactly. And you are the sexual Boy Scout. Which always prepared. Always prepared. Just in case sex happens. Just in case. You never know. <laughs> so many badges. <laughs> Basket weaving. What's that have to do? We don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got He got the badge, though. <laughs> got the badge for my sash that I wear with nothing else. <laughs> You're like a, like a sexual Eagle Scout now? Is yeah. That where they, top, they yeah, top out? I think so. Yeah. Sexual Eagle Scout. Sexual Eagle Scout. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come up with a whole bit yeah. about what that entails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we will. How are you? Oh, I am pretty darned good, thank you. I am pretty darned good. Our children went to bed so early today. I know. I was so... I We just scooped our son up off the floor yep. before 8 o'clock. He just passed out on the ground. Yep. He got mad because they told him he couldn't watch YouTube on his tablet because mm-hmm. of his consequences. Mm-hmm. And then next thing I know, he was quiet. Passed out on the ground. Passed out on the ground. So that's I probably why he was so mad because he was so tired. tired and grumpy. So yeah, I'm, so I was gonna. I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> we are recording this podcast. The sun's still the out. The sun is still up. <laughs> We're gonna be done before we usually start. Yep. In all likelihood. So yep. I am pumped. Let's fucking go. Let's now, go. If you listened to last week's episode, the book that Katie teased, uh, yep. we have punted on, mm-hmm. and I have literally, I don't know anything so we are about to learn this together listener what we're listening to and and talking about this week yes i've asked you i told you that i just need you to have an open mind and be your best himbo self for this week and and i am you i'm excited i am so excited to tell you the story because it's i am your your emotional support himbo yes uh i'm i'm a i'm an early generation himbo i'd say I'm, i'm first wave himbo yeah uh, so I've been doing this a while, <laughs> so I should be good to go. Now, do you, do you want to briefly explain why you punted on last week's book? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so last week I said that I was going to be reading Taste by Fatima Monroe, and I started reading it. It was a great book. Like I was, I was really enjoying it. it the writing style was great. The, everything about it was fantastic. But the thing is that the FMC is married in that book. And I thought, because, I mean, it happens in books sometimes. People leave loveless marriages and mm-hmm. find love, you know? It, that's great. I thought that was what was going to happen. But she was cheating on her husband on, like, page 17 or something. And I just can't. I don't read books about cheating. Yep. I just don't vibe with it. It's one of the few things I will not read. So I set the book down. I will go back. I will look in Fatima Monroe's catalog. I will find something that doesn't have cheating in it. And I will read some more because, again, great writing. I just didn't want to read the cheating. Yep. And that's uh, that's a line that, yeah. you, that you're not willing to cross. So yes. I just want to put that out there. Uh, don't expect to see to hear uh, any episodes in the future about uh, with, with characters who are cheating. Yeah, actively cheating on yep. their partner. Like the FMC, she was like she was thinking about how she had she wished that her husband would have fucked her in the shower that morning. But in light of that, and the fact that uh, her marriage apparently was just a little lackluster, I guess mm. she was fucking her Uber driver instead. And I was like, uh-uh, no, no, yeah, no, 
We don't do that. Inappropriate. Not okay. So what have we, uh, (laughs) what am I walking into this week? This week, I read a book called Unhinged by Vera Valentine. You may remember me mentioning Vera Valentine in the past. I have read other books by Vera. She wrote the Carnal Cryptids series. Okay. Um, the first book in the Carnal Cryptid series is a, it's a reverse harem or, or why choose romance between a woman, the Jersey Devil, Mothman, and Champ, the Lake Champlain Lake Monster. <laughs> why didn't we read that? Uh, because I've already read it. It's it's a really really good. I'll give you a brief summary. No, it's fine. <laughs> It was very enjoyable. Okay. It's so a vi- that one's a dark that one's dark. That one is very dark. Oh, the bad guy in that is Slenderman. Also great. No, the, the, the Slenderman's just the bad guy. Yeah. The bad guy. The bad guy. The baddest guy. All right. Well, uh, again, I, I all I know I literally just learned the name of the book and and the author's name. Yeah. So uh, with that, let's just get after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book is available for ninety nine cents or through Kindle Unlimited. It's like seventy one pages. It's a short read. It is so Vera Valentine. In addition to writing like dark monster romances, she also writes what I like to call experimental romance. She just takes a lot of artistic liberties to write about whatever the fuck she wants to write about, which I love and is great. So this one is experimental. All right. I'm not going to give you the content warnings right now because the content warnings include the shit I want to see your face about in a couple of minutes. Okay. We can always, we can, I mean, they'll be in the show description or we can always uh, record them. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I will, I will give you trigger warnings for breaking and entering, stalking, gun violence, rape and murder. Carl, are you ready for some weird shit? Yes. All right. Let's get into it. Our FMC this week, her name is Tana. Tana is a single woman living alone in an apartment complex. Her super is this sleazy gross dude named randall who visits very often unannounced to fix and inspect various things in her apartment uh what tana doesn't know is that randall recently dragged a woman into the woods behind the apartment complex by force and that woman did not come back out again she also does not know that she looks a lot like the missing woman now, did this missing woman just find herself in the woods and is very happy? No, unfortunately, oh, okay. no. I'm so sorry. So Tana is not aware of any of this information. Do you know who is aware of this information, Carl? The Mothman? No, not the Mothman. The other Mothman? Not the other Mothman. No, I got nothing. Her goddamn front door. He is sentient. He is a sentient front door, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting, <laughs> but you could have given me infinity guesses. You, know, you never would have guessed that. You never in a million years would have guessed that. That's I, the beauty of all of this. My consciousness would be floating amongst the stars <laughs> after I have just disintegrated and returned to the stardust from whence I came. Oh, my God. And I would keep guessing. Yep, and you would and never, never get to front door. Never get to sentient front door. <laughs> So this book, the the full title of this book is Unhinged, an Erotic Door Romance. I'm in. <laughs> so I will enter this. For context here. Okay, so there there are phrases that we use in in romance world to denote whether or not the book has fucking in it. That is open door or closed door romance. So an open door romance, you read the porn, a closed door romance, it fades to black. Okay. Apparently, somewhere in Vera's circle of internet or real world friends, I in the, this was in the dedication, this is how I know this, someone told her that they control F for the word cock when they get a new ebook to make sure it's not a closed door romance. Okay. And from there, she went closed door, open door, door. Door romance. Bang you like the back I door. I bet I can make that work because <laughs> I'm Vera Valentine and I can do fucking anything. So it's a door romance. A doormance. I just love it so goddamn much. I love this genre. You can do anything. You can do anything. Vera also has uh, a, a, a pair of short novellas 
they are Omegaverse balloon animal shifter novellas. <laughs> They're called Squeak and Squeal. My brain. My brain just posted to r slash brand new sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You slash Carl's brain <laughs> just posted that phrase to Omega verse balloon animal shifter romance. Yep. Balloon animal shifter yep. romance. Yep. Yep. I'm going to read them. I'm going to have to. They're like 50 yeah. pages a piece. I have to know. You do. I have all right. to know. I, okay. All right. Fuck it. Let's get after it. Okay. So back to this book Tana's front door is sentient. And as far as he can remember, he's always been a door. Before Tana lived there, there was frat boys who lived there and he kind of hated them because they shouldered him open too hard and kicked him shut all the time. But he likes Tana because she is gentle and kind and she has never once turned the knob too hard or hurt, hurt him with the key. And he likes the way that she presses her face against his back when she's looking through the peephole. And he also thinks that she's beautiful. He is in love with her. He's watched her the entire time that she's lived here. I mean, he doesn't really have another fucking choice. He's a door. He can't move. No. He loves her. <laughs> he absolutely loves her. He loves the way she presses her her face and tits to his back when she looks at the peephole, how she sits with her back to him and eats popsicles on hot summer days, and how she looks in her pajamas on Saturday morning while eating waffles. It's, a, it's fucking adorable. He is like dedicated as a door. He is dedicated. So the door is the one... Who witnessed Sleazy Randall dragging the woman into the woods. And he is worried now about Tana's safety, but there isn't really a lot he can do as a door, except to make sure that the lock is closed when Randall approaches. He can occasionally turn his own lock or, like, move a little bit in his frame, but that's all he can do. Um, so he pr- he's protecting her to the best of his abilities as a solid oak wood door. Well, yeah. Yeah. You gotta be. Um, one day the police come to the door, uh, knock and get get Tana. They don't talk to the door to ask her questions about the missing woman. Um, and a few minutes after she's done, where she basically says, like, I didn't I didn't see anything. I don't know anything at all. Randall then shows up and asks about why the police were there. But Tana tells him that she uh, that they had questions about something. She doesn't even say what they asked her about. She's very tight lipped about the whole thing. And Randall leaves and the door is very proud of her uh, because he is worried. But he saw Randall's face when he when the door was shut. He saw Randall's face mm-hmm. and Randall looks pissed. So he is deeply concerned and there's nothing he can do about it. He can't lock himself. Well, he can lock himself. But Randall is the super. That's true. He's he has a key. key. Yeah. Keep locking yourself. Yeah. Just, just keep locking yourself forever. Can you just like swell up slightly? Right. So he, <laughs> he just can't open. Can't open you. Figure something out, door. Anything. Anyway, so that night there is a thunderstorm and a man in robes with salt and pepper hair, a full beard and sandals walks out of the rain, though he is not wet. Uh, This man is Zeus. Uh, I was going to say Jesus. Uh, Yeah. No, not Jesus. Salt and pepper hair. Not. And I guess Jesus could get older in heaven. So something. Wait a second. You're telling me a story about a sentient door. Yep. But then you have the audacity yep. for me to go, uh, oh, I thought Jesus. Uh, no, salt and pepper hair, clearly Zeus. Yeah. That's where you draw the line. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have the audacity. All right. I have the balls. Well, it's not just, a digi- it's not just the uh, software I edit on. It's also- uh, <laughs> It's also what I have in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Although it, you, you say Jesus to me now. We just watched Mrs. Davis a couple weeks ago. I just picture that guy. Yeah. The guy who played Jesus. A, who a, had a more historically standard. accurate, yeah. you know. He was brown Jesus. He was, he was, br- ac- yeah. he was yeah. accurate brown Jesus. Yeah. But anyway, so this guy, the guy who approaches Zeus. is Zeus. And he tells the door that he is the door's father. What uh, fucking what? <laughs> the door. Did he fuck a tree? He did. Oh, God. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> Zeus. I know. That's why I asked <laughs> if he fucked a tree. But you still don't expect yes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> So Zeus is like, so there was this really sexy tree and I was kind of drunk. And I fucked the tree in a knot hole and and you are like half dryad and half tree because I'm your dad, Zeus, the all father or whatever. You abandoned me at a Home Depot, dad. <laughs> Seriously. So basically, Zeus is like, 
uh, you fuck one woman as a weather event or a swan or whatever, and your wife gets mad, so now I have to make a bunch of amends and stuff. So <laughs> I'm here to tell you that Hera told me that I had to give you the opportunity to fulfill your dream of being with the woman you love. And you can do that because I am giving you temporary the temporary ability to invade her dreams to go and talk to her. And when you talk to her, you have to convince her to do what I did with the tree. <laughs> your face. It's so great. No, it's... Sorry. I am I'm marveling, marveling at the thought process behind this book. <laughs> it is amazing it's beautiful right it's amazing everyone's so creative it's it's just so great i love it i I, I, i'm a i'm a comic book nerd yeah so i love a wild fucking premise (laughs) uh the wilder the better within reason yeah this is this is that yeah i would i would read this uh, written and drawn by Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> oh my God, Chip! Yes, naturally, Chip would do this so good. Oh, are you kidding me? Chip and Matt. Well, yeah, Matt could write it. Yeah, uh, but uh, I think Chip has that wilder mind. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see. No, Chip could write it. Rose Stein could draw it with their partner Ted, uh, and then Tamara Bond villain could do the colors. There. Oh, fantastic! Anyway, pitch it. Anyway, so the door has the opportunity. To become a man and be with Tana, but Tana has to fuck him while he's still a door. That's the that's the hitch in this particular plan. I mean, can he like grow a door boner, <laughs> or is he well, just gonna use the knob? Yeah. Okay. See, the, the knob is he? I mean, yeah. Eh. No, I, I I mean yeah. yes, but also yeah. Eh. Eh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Well, so anyway, so um. The door, the door is very, very confused about all of this. He's like, I think that guy said he was my dad. I'm not really sure. I don't remember ever being anything but a door. But at some point, he had to have been a tree. Did you give this guy a name? Does he? Does, he does has the, a name later. Okay, but For he doesn't have a name now. His yes, name he is does. just Door. It's Dorian. Dorian, cute. Thank you. I like it. Very funny. So he tries for the next several hours to invade Tana's dreams, but he can't. So eventually he decides that he's just going to give it up and like recede consciousness. Apparently he can sort of fall asleep. I'm not really sure. But as soon as he does that, as soon as he allows himself to fade from consciousness, he wakes up in Tana's dream and he has a body and he has no fucking clue how to use it. He's like... (laughs) Humans are floppy and the spine is all bendy and I don't understand how the feet work and the fingers are kind of weird. Like he's he's never had a body and he's trying to figure it out. And then Tana can't figure out why she's dreaming of that game Quop. Yep. (laughs) He's just flopping back and forth like Quop. So he figures his shit out enough to walk over to where she is having one of those stereotypical I am in the middle of a test and I'm naked dreams. Yeah. Everyone in the classroom turns and starts pointing at Tana and and laughing. And so he tries to be chivalrous and walks over and like hands her the shirt that he has on in the dream. He Mm -hmm. apparently has a shirt. Um, He tries to kneel down to button the buttons for her. And uh, he doesn't know how his knees work. So he just falls flat on his face. (laughs) (laughs) I need to be down here now. Thwack. Um, so then all the kids in the dream turn and start pointing at him instead so she helps him back up and they sort of walk away he tells her that he is her door and that she (laughs) well she she does not believe him for a hot second she's in a dream and a man just said he was a door yeah so uh she's like yeah sure buddy you're a door he tells her that she can free him from his life as a door by doing to him what she usually does with her shivering blue stick. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, hey, buddy, listen here. What do you know about my shivering blue stick? <laughs> and he's like, I watch you with it all the time. You don't close your bedroom door. I am your door. I watch you all the time. <laughs> I have seen you constantly. <laughs> no, wait, look, I can prove it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, you sound just like my door. <laughs> That's what I've been trying to tell you. Yes, this whole time. So after like a couple of moments of Tana freaking out because her door watches her masturbate regularly. 
<laughs> Mine um, does too, but it has a decency to not tell me about it. Right? Thanks, guys. I've never really thought to thank my door for giving me the privacy. I'll high five it next time. <laughs> Our doors are hollow, though. Oh, sad. Anyway, so after they resolve all of that stuff, he tells her that they don't have a lot of time and he needs to tell her that Randall is a murderer and that she is in danger. He tells her that Randall has come into her home without her knowledge recently to snoop and steal a pair of her used underwear. She is terrified at that point and she starts to wake up. So that's the end of the dream. That's all the door can say to her. And he hopes that he got through to her. He begs her as she's like fading away to consider what she said. And if she can remember to make him human, he will protect her as a door cannot. <laughs> uh, the next day, Tana just thinks she had a weird dream. And she spends the next couple of days like sort of avoiding the door. She's yeah. like, I don't think it was real, but I also don't know if you're alive. So I'm just going to be over here. <laughs> so luckily I live on the first floor. Yeah, I can I'm just go out the out window. The window. <laughs> <laughs> Tana, are you oh avoiding me? Uh <laughs> Please touch me. <laughs> please open my knob. Please. Turn my knob, please. I miss you. I miss you so much. I miss your scent. <laughs> After a couple of days of this, she has to like go out and do her grocery shopping and stuff. So she leaves. And as soon as she leaves, Randall comes back into the apartment with a master key and puts a bottle of pills into her orange juice. <laughs> and then goes and steals another pair of her used underwear, which is so gross. Like, I know that there's like this long running social gag that like boys steal girls underwear. I remember yeah. that being in like a lot of f frat movies, yeah. like panty raids and stuff. That's the weirdest, freakiest shit I have ever heard. What the fuck? If you want women's underwear, go to the store and buy them like a normal person and then put them on. Don't steal someone else's. Also, I think there's a very uh, important distinction between clean oh, yeah. and, and used. used. I, know, I guess you can buy used underwear in like Japanese vending machines. I Is that actually? Yeah, a, I think that's real. I, don't, I think that's a real thing. God. You know, actually, no, I kind of hope so. <laughs> I kind of hope so. Everybody makes money. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose if if gamers can sell their bathwater. Hey, man, if capitalism's gonna grind you down, you might Fuck as well yeah. sell your underwear on the way. Fuck Why, yeah, <laughs> you're getting ground Sex to work pace. is work. Take my underwear. <laughs> I need fifty bucks. <laughs> Katie Mizell, hot and decent. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not judging anybody who sells their underwear. I might be slightly judging the people who buy it, though. Sorry. Sorry. Um, anyway, so back to our story. Tana returns from the grocery store, and she finds her panties on the kitchen floor because apparently they fell out of Randall's pocket. They, yeah. He didn't get them out of the building. And she's officially very freaked out. She blocks the door with a chair, and then she has a glass of wine. And she reasons to herself that this isn't that weird because women fuck cucumbers and stuff all the time and like hump pillows and bedposts and stuff. This isn't I, that weird, is it? I'm picturing the, mo it? I'm picturing the movie. <laughs> it's the camera straight on, you know, very Wes Anderson-y on her. And she's drinking and just staring intently. And then it gets to the reverse and it's just the door. The door. <laughs> back to Tana. <laughs> back to the door <laughs> each time it's a little the the camera's a little closer tighter tighter frame tighter shot that's so funny and just on his peephole yeah on his peephole <laughs> i said peep hole yeah. katie not pee pole no i know what you said okay just check. on his peepo <laughs> <laughs> that's my peepo it's my peepo so she finishes her glass of wine. She gets some disinfectant, and she disinfects the doorknob first. Well, you got to be safe. Yeah, doorknobs are fucking gross, so yeah. yeah. She puts a condom on the doorknob as well. Extra safe. Yeah. Good stuff. And then she lubes it up. He finds all of this very pleasurable, but like as a door. Like he's not having sexual feelings right now. No. He's just like, this is really nice to be like touched and stuff by the woman I love. She goes and gets some some more supplies from her room. Uh, she gets her vibrator. I already mentioned the lube. Then she pulls the ottoman over to the front door, climbs up, and backs herself up on that thing. Well, actually, no. First, 
she asks the door's consent. How fucking hard How is hard that? is that, right? Like, she... She's like, I may or may not be having a psychotic break right now, but I am about to put this doorknob in my pussy and I need to make sure that if the door is alive, it's cool with this. So, hey, like shake in your frame a little bit if you're not okay with this. So he makes sure to remain stock fucking still. Yeah. He's like, I'm not shaking at all. We're doing this. We're doing this. <laughs> Think still thoughts. <laughs> not that it's that hard. He's a door. Yeah. He's very still. So she backs herself up on the door and she fucks the doorknob. She uses her vibrator. She g- gets herself there. She gets herself there and she comes on the door. And, and that was the that- magic that was the wildest thing I'd ever read in a book up to this point in my life. A woman <laughs> fucked a doorknob. A doorknob. Anyway, so, um, and then she, at the, at, at the end of it, she's like, you know what? She, I kind of liked that. I liked being the one who's in charge. And uh, that's when I started to smell femdom in this book. And I got very excited. Cause <laughs> who doesn't love a good femdom romance? Tana finishes. She goes to take a shower. She's like, well, I guess I am just having a psychotic break. Oh, well, (laughs) at least I had an orgasm today. And she walks to the bathroom. And as soon as she gets out of sight, first the door is like kind of offended. He's like, why is she treating what we just did like a joke? Oh, because she's a human who just fucked a door. Yeah. Uh, You're a door. You're a door. She thinks she's crazy. You're a door. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she's treating it like a joke so she doesn't jump out of a window yeah okay yeah she just did a thing <laughs> she just did a thing she can tell no one yeah because that is immediately how you get uh you know taken aside <laughs> to the uh you know for a 72 hour yeah, to the special gri- the grippy sock hotel yeah the 72 hour mandatory hold yeah because i fucked my door i fucked my door because in a dream it told me that it was alive and I needed to fuck it to turn it into a human being. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking. <laughs> it's still a door. <laughs> Let me finish. He knew about my vibrator. Mm-hmm. He was aware. In your dream? Couldn't that have just been you? Uh, he, also, he also told me that my landlord is a murderer and wants to kill me and stole my panties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get in the back of that truck? Yep. Okay, you got that. No mm-hmm. problem. Roger that, bud. <laughs> so- while Tana is in the shower, the door <laughs> yes. does indeed turn into a man. <laughs> now you're a man. <laughs> he is a naked man standing on the threshold of what is now an empty doorway because yeah. the door is now gone. It is now a man. Tana comes out of the shower, screams when she sees a naked man standing in her empty doorway, but quickly realizes that it is her door. Because the condom that was on the doorknob is now on his dick. (laughs) So the doorknob was the dick all along, apparently. So so it's a magic fucking door. And she's like, okay, uh, we're just going to roll with this. We're just rolling with it. Um, She goes to get a mimosa. Does his dick look like a doorknob? No, unfortunately, no. It's a normal human dick now. Boring. Yeah, sorry. Boring. Not a doorknob. Mimosa. Uh, She goes to get a mimosa, and as soon as he sees her pull the orange juice out of the fridge, he, like, vaults into the kitchen and slaps the orange juice out of her (laughs) hand. (laughs) And she's freaking out, and he is like, Randall put drugs in that. You could have (laughs) died. Watch. Glug, glug. (laughs) Now he's dead. Now there's a dead naked man on your floor. My door. <laughs> my door. <laughs> Great. Now what am I doing? I'm gonna prop him up Hello, in the nine one one. My door died. Prop him up in the doorway. Yep. <laughs> just <laughs> trying to remount him and just he's just definitely head going to, to the side. Um, so she hugs him and thanks him for saving her life. But now there is a new problem. Her landlord is a loser who murders people, and she doesn't have a door. So, but she has the door man, Mandor, the Mandor, man, man, Dorian, the, the Mandor, Mandadorian, the Mandadorian, <laughs> Dorian, the Mandadorian. Oh my God! Played by Pedro Pascal, <laughs> yeah, for naturally, one hundred percent. So Tana um, finds the door some old sweatpants from like an ex boyfriend that she just like has. 
they measure the frame. They order a new door to be delivered, um, one that Randall's master key won't open. So double good for that one. Um, and they start a movie. Tana then asks the door what she should call him because she can't just call him door in public. Um, he decides that he wants to be called Driss, short for Idris, because he knows that she has a crush on Idris Elba, <laughs> which is just adorable. Adorable. Yeah, I was... Oh. I was waiting for it. Ugh. They snuggle on the couch and Tana falls asleep on him, like on his shoulder. And he is so happy. This man, door man, man door, is the sweetest, most like innocent, su- kind, adorable, <laughs> gentle soul. <laughs> I Unspoiled by uh, the world. Completely unspoiled by the world. Exactly. Because he's lived so long as a door, he hasn't had a chance to hear Andrew Tate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he, he he has no concept of Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. He's, he hasn't. He's never even heard of the Electoral College. He doesn't yeah. know anything. He's he's great. He doesn't know what being an alpha is supposed to mean. Yeah. Yeah. He's never heard of crypto. <laughs> Or what are those stupid monkey pictures? Oh, the NFTs. Yeah. The people swore we're going to make them millionaires, but it turns out they're just fucking monkey pictures. Yeah. You've never heard of any of that. I own this. Uh, Yeah, me too. I screen grabbed it. (laughs) I I own it too. Right click, download. Uh, Now it's mine. (laughs) But I have a receipt. My NFT. NFT stands for not fucking taking you seriously. That's what it stands for. (laughs) I do not take you seriously. (laughs) You are your monkey picture. So Tana is asleep. The new door is delivered and Driss leaves Tana sleeping to accept the delivery, including like he signs for it. He doesn't know how to read or write. I don't think. (laughs) I just think I like the the idea of him just like sizing it up going, I think you're moving in on my girl. (laughs) He's so serious. Okay, so the, finish the. So yeah, he I'm signs sorry. for it. Signs for, yeah. Um, and he's like, I know from watching movies on the television when I was a door, uh, that it's really more about like confidently scribbling on the line. It doesn't have to say anything. <laughs> yep. And I was like, Yeah, absolutely. My signature does not look like words. <laughs> um, no, it does not. But he does. He's like a sort of sizing up his replacement like you think you can do as good a job as I did I'm not sure you can and B he made sure to sort of gently encourage her to buy a door that had a knob she couldn't fuck it has like yeah, a the handle side, yep. instead <laughs> yeah the up and down wanna, not the twisty yeah because he didn't want to he didn't even want to give her the opportunity to fuck another door <laughs> you know you could replace those knobs right yeah. you can put any knob right. on any, it you yeah, want any, any, any knob but not that she would Oh, he says the new door is not worthy, uh, but he is a real human protector now, so he can do the job instead. <laughs> the unworthy door. He installs the new door. Tana wakes up, uh, and she has a text from Randall offering to help her with the big package that one of the no- nosy neighbors saw get delivered, and it's all like gross and creepy. Like, I'm really good with big packages, you know? It, ugh. It, don't be creepy. Eat shit, You Randall. gross, creepy motherfucker. Ugh. So yucky. Tana and Driss then discuss what they should do. Should they call the police? Should she get an alarm system? Um, should she just have him walk her to her car whenever they go anywhere? Gris- <laughs> Did she ever consider moving? Yeah, I, well, it's kind of hard to break leases and stuff. Yeah, maybe she fair. can't afford it. Yeah, good point. Or maybe this is just a story about a woman who fucks a door and it's not that deep, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she he spends at least a week in her home and she doesn't have a job as far as I can tell. Like there's nothing outside of just this little story. So, all right. It's not that deep. Driss holds her and tells her that um, living in fear is no way to live and that while he is not given to violence, he would kill Randall if she wanted him to. Um <laughs> His gentle but protective nature and the fact that he is a smoking fox, though I don't know what he looks like because he's never described, uh, make Tana's eyes ignite with intimacy and affection, which Driss just loves. Besides. Just loves. They'll never suspect me. I'm a door. I'm a door. Look at me. You're a human now. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Ah, shit. He's from Boston, apparently. He's he's a fuck. Ah, fuck. Um, So... 
after that conversation, they go to Walmart. It, it George of the Jungle style. He never puts a shirt on. They just go to Walmart <laughs> shirtless in Walmart. And while that's probably totally normal to see in Walmart, he's like a really hot book boyfriend guy. So every woman they come across like crashes her cart into something staring at him and drooling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Sounds nice. Walking through um, the walking through the Walmart like John Hamm in season two of Good Omens. Go exactly. watch it. It's great. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. Oh, I loved that show. We have to watch it again. Tana finds him a t-shirt and throws it over his, his head like so women will stop staring at him. And uh, so he kisses her in the middle of Walmart so that everybody knows that he belongs to her. He's her door. God damn it. <laughs> he apologizes for not asking her before he kisses her. But she basically says like, dude, your knob was in my pussy earlier. I think you can like steal a kiss. Yeah. Uh, cue another shocked woman in the aisle being like, <gasps> <laughs> Thankfully, knob is also a euphemism for penis, so nobody knows that he is, in fact, a door. <laughs> and <Yeah>. she <laughs> had sex with her front door, Cheryl. Um, oh, oh, no, it's fine. He's a door. <laughs> what, what's that? It makes it worse? Oh. No. Oh. Hmm. I guess I'm going to have to reevaluate. Yeah, I never thought of that from hmm. uh, the perspective of anybody other than me. <laughs> huh. So, so this whole this whole Walmart interaction is adorable, but the implication at the end of it is that Tana is still totally down to fuck this door. Well, yeah. A man door man. Man door. Man door. Yeah. Man, man door, door the doorman. <laughs> um, this moment ends when Driss suggests that they get ice cream because Tana's bad days are coming up soon. The dude is a door. He has no idea what a period is, but he pays even the barest amount of ten attention to this woman and knows that once a month for a couple of days, she's like extra crabby and needs ice cream. See, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to figure out what women need. No. It's not that hard. Be even a little bit observant. Yeah. Be a door. Does he uh, does he manage? Is there another sex scene later in the book? Yeah. Does he find the clit easily? No, there's no actually. Oh, okay, we about don't know. Clit. I was gonna say no. Because <laughs> otherwise, he, yeah, because we, we could add him to the list of dudes who have never seen a clit but know how to find one, including sentient doors, yep. aliens, alien spiders, <laughs> blue alien men, yep, dusk walkers, dusk walkers, <laughs> yeah. All of them. But they all know how to find the clitoris. They know how to find the clitoris. Jeremy. But I was going to say, Chad. <laughs> God damn it. Just a trail of sexually dissatisfied women in your wake. Yep. Just all of them just shaking their heads going, fucking hell. Ugh. Chad. Back at the apartment after their shopping, Tana is sort of like fretting that Russell was in her space at all. She's like, it's icky and I don't want to be here, but Ran you can't like Randall. power wash the inside of an apartment. R Randall. Um, Randall. Driss. Randall. What? You said Russell. Russell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, no, it's Randall. 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 <laughs> Randall. How many times can you say Randall? Randall. 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 Semantic satiation. Randall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. So, uh, Oh, that's why, because I put Russell in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, Tana's freaking out that Randall was in her space, and because Driss did not see what Randall was doing in the bedroom, she strips the sheets and the pillowcases and puts them all like on an extra hot cycle with bleach, like, ugh, just icky. And he goes and grabs cleaning spray and paper towels to clean all of the hard surfaces for her. When she, when he walks by to do that, she says that he was always a good door, and that makes him a little weak need. Um, being called a good door does something for Driss. He goes in and cleans the bedroom and she follows him and she's basically like, I saw your face when I called you a good door. I really like good boys <laughs> who work really hard for my affection. And he like cannot, he can barely function. He's like, how do humans handle all of these limbs when they're constantly collapsing? Yeah. Uh, because like I said, he's all weak kneed and sweaty palmed and yeah. he's like, he's shaking. He doesn't know how to react. She comes up behind him and she like puts her hands on his hips and she's holding him to her, telling him all about how she, she really loves good boys and big strong men who do as they're told. And he, almost falls over he is a sub this this man is subby 1000 percent. good for him <laughs> uh, blurring the line between sub and simp yep same 
she asks him if he knows any good boys and he's like me it's me i'll do anything for you i swear to god i will <laughs> anything <laughs> at all and she's like calm down we're playing i'm not actually <laughs> um but she does think that his eagerness is endearing and, and cute he is a virgin with literally no knowledge of sex at all so well, some knowledge uh, well enough to like when i was a door i had sex with a woman once yeah. <laughs> but i've never done it with the penis yeah, maybe you know where it's uh, you he it's it's very cute to read i'm sure it's it is a, oh it's, it's, it's cute to hear it's so i'm just like oh my god <laughs> You better be nice to him. You better be nice to him, Tana. I, I mean, uh, I love I love seeing myself represented in media. And oh, um, yeah. aside from the fact that I'm and not not now nor have I ever been a door, <laughs> I, I, I sympathize with Driss. Yeah. I mean, you are 45 and you do have much knowledge of sex. I know because that, we have kids. That's true. But you are otherwise like very sweet and kind and and compli- compliant is not the right <laughs> word. But you know what I mean. You know what I uh, mean. Amenable. Amenable. Go with the flow. Yeah. You're a good dude. You're a good yeah. door. I'm a good door. You're a good door. So she gives him a hand job Aww. in this scene, uh, but in a very dominant sort of way. Like she grabs his hair and she sort of like forces his head down onto the dresser and he's like bent in half and she's jacking him off and he's lo- he loves it. But when he has the orgasm, he is not prepared. And so he collapses. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> not ready at all. He lands on his knees. Um, she cleans him up goes and gets him like a wet washcloth to clean up with and then she pulls his head into her lap to do a check-in and make sure that he's okay and do the aftercare he loved this he's like we could do that again we could do that some more she's like yeah okay not right now calm down buddy like give it a few minutes at least but uh she also she's good for the moment because earlier today she did fuck a doorknob you know maybe maybe her vagina needs a rest probably she did however create a horny monster to go with all of that yeah obviously he's yeah. he is now aware of how good sex is welcome he, to the club buddy. <laughs> carl's president of the horny monsters association so it's true they are interrupted by randall's very distinct knock on the door tana goes to answer it and randall comes into the apartment closes the new the new door behind him and pins her to the door he's either drunk or high either way he is not behaving normally and he is very aggressive and angry that the cops are on to him. They are searching his place and he is blaming Tana for it, thinking that Tana is the one that told the cops about it. He he's a ni- like he's a nice guy, you know? Like he's he's a really nice guy and he just he just wanted he just wanted Sarah to know that she was a better choice or that he was a better choice for her than than the man that she was already dating and he wasn't her fucking therapist. He was a rapist and dragged sarah off into the woods Mm. to hurt her very badly yeah and it's all her fault somehow gross just gross i'm not dwelling on it driss sees that randall has a gun and he runs right in he gets tana away from randall manages to get a couple of punches in but not like good punches because he's only been a human for like a little while yeah he's got his um, thumb like yeah. in his, you know, <laughs> um, t- tucked in you don't do that then tana bashes randall over the head with a vase um but he doesn't black out he manages to get the gun back off of the floor he fires a shot and he hits driss and driss collapses onto Randall, knocking him unconscious on the ground, nearly killing him before turning back into a door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he is once once again a door. We're complicating things by like a thousand percent. A million percent. You are now a door. Um, as a door, now with a big old bullet hole in him yep. as well, um, Driss is sort of like vaguely aware of the cops coming, him being taken into evidence, pictures being taken of him him being presented in court i think and a couple of other things he's photo he's cataloged and he's put into storage randall is arrested for the assault of tana and the murder of sarah and eventually he is convicted and put away for life though he did nearly die probably would have been say we couldn't be so lucky you know why waste taxpayer money anyway and then he is back with Tana, she has repaired the hole with wood putty and she's talking to him. She isn't sure if any of what that what happened on that day where she 
where all of that happened was real or not but she can't convince herself that it's not real so she had to get him back even with a new front door she has nothing that nothing to for Driss to do now but she right. couldn't leave him in in storage so she got him back and that's when he notices that she is wearing lingerie and rolling a condom onto his knob again. <laughs> she lubes him up and she sits on him. And with a slight shiver, she's like, Driss, is that you? And he turns back into a man <laughs> once again. <laughs> and they have very good sex. <laughs> the good boys are like a flowing. She rides him um, until they both. Uh, then she flips. She tells when she's once she's had her orgasm, she tells him to use her uh, like just get yeah. get what you need out of me buddy um and the good boys all the way around and he has just an absolute blast and he is like again not prepared for <laughs> for the orgasm he is he's he forgot i guess yeah uh in being a door what it was like when he takes the condom off he's also like kind of fascinated by semen because that's not a thing that trees have so Afterwards, while they're cuddling, Tana tells him that Hera came to her in a dream and told her that her stupid fucking husband fucked this entire thing up. So she's giving Tana a chance to get it right instead because Zeus fucks up everything, <laughs> right? Of course he does. He always does. So after months of paperwork and red tape to get Driss back from evidence, she brought him back home, disinfected him, filled his bullet hole with wood putty, and fucked him with her magic vagina to turn him back into a man. She also tells him that every full moon he will turn back into a door and she will have to do this again. So he's not just a door, Carl. He's a wear door. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's amazing, though. It's absolutely amazing. It's like putting a hat on a hat. It's so good. But I like it. It's. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a great love story. It's a great love story. It just no. happens to be about a man who turns into a door whose dad is Zeus. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can. Oh, so good. The why. Like, this is the, this is the greatest Okay, I know last week we were I, I made a joke about never wanting to cover another book. Yeah. Besides that book on the show. Yeah. Throw that out the fucking <laughs> like throw it out the sentient door. Yeah. This is this is my jam. <laughs> this is the weirdest wildest thing so far. So far. <laughs> because so far. I know we're going to do this show for a while. It always gets weirder. Um, it can always get oh, weirder. Oh, I I I can't wait. Oh, I know. Neither can I, quite honestly. If anybody wants to send me recommendations for other wild shit like this, I will read the absolute fuck out of it. Oh, my God. So, so they finished that conversation where she says, like, over time, you will learn to control your transformation a little bit more, but you're always going to be a wear door. Man door, every- the doorman wear door. <laughs> Dorian man door, the doorman man door wear door. Door, wear door. <laughs> Where door, doorman? Mandor, where doorman? Where door? Uh, she then says that an old man in a bathrobe came to the door yesterday and said that he was family and he brought a package for Driss. And so they open it and inside they find a wallet with a fake ID in it for him with the name like it was some kind of a wood-based pun. I can't remember anymore. Uh, proof of U.S. residency as a Greek immigrant, a, a fairly large amount of cash, an old gold coin, and the business card for an antique shop with a note on the back to go there and tell them that dad sent you and to take care of Tana. So they get dressed and they go to dinner to celebrate the fact that Driss is a full-fledged man now, and they all lived hornily ever after. <laughs> I now pronounce you woman and door. It's goddamn incredible. It's a fuck. It's so good. Uh, God, I love this book so much. I can tell. <laughs> You're shaking giddily. I just love, I love the, I love the depths of human creativity, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Anyway, thank you so much. That was Unhinged by Vera Valentine. Yes, it it was. Yes, it was. It was completely unhinged. It was so, so good. 
I feel rejuvenated like a lunatic <laughs> I feel like a, a, a lunatic who's just been besieged by a fever dream <laughs> like did I did I just you did listen to my wife talk for nearly an hour as I sit in a puddle of punch that I spilled on my chair yeah you did uh did I just hear her say that this woman fucked a door and yeah. it began yeah oh, okay yeah, god she damn fucks it the door twice she actually fucks the door more than she fucks the cock. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Holy Wild. fuck. Holy. Holy jeez. Jeez. How many more like weird Midwestern things can we say in our accents? Uh, oofta. Oofta. Oh, let me just sneak. Oh, oh, oh. Let me just sneak past you oh, here. Yeah, you got to do an ope. You got to drop oh. it open there. We're from Michigan, but the accent yeah. is still there. It's, not, oh, as, it's yeah. not as strong as Minnesota, but it comes out sometimes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. It's like a weird mix of Minnesota and Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've I've kind of trained myself out of the Canadian thing because I got tired of people- Making fun of you. Making fun of me. Yeah. So I, I don't do it nearly as much as I used to. Yeah. But I did sound extremely Canadian. Yeah. Because I grew up like an hour away. Yeah. Well, so did I. Yeah. I had dialect and elocution training in college. So did you. Yep. That we were theater kids, yep. so we learned how to speak with the standard American accent, which sort of still have, kind of, but I've sunk back into my Midwestern roots. Did you know that in the 60s, everyone was trained to speak like John F. Kennedy because the, the world thought that that's what Americans sounded like? <laughs> that makes sense. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Ich bin ein Berliner. Means I am a jelly donut. Yeah. <laughs> Not ich bin Berliner. Yep. Ich bin ein Berliner. <laughs> you can find us on social media. We are on Instagram and TikTok at Cheap Smut. If you feel like sending us an email, you can do that. Cheap Smut Pod at gmail.com the song you hear in this and every episode is called Nostalgia by Makai Beach you can find it along with thousands of other songs free of charge for you to use at the free music archive freemusicarchive.org have you settled on a book for next week? I was actually thinking next week would be your week oh don't don't tell them a story a story yeah it's going to be your turn to read me a book. I'm going to read you a book next week? Yep. After I after I spend a week in Ohio, I get to come back and, and read you a book? Yep. All right. Exactly. And I am going to be busy focusing on the book that I'm, the big book that I'm reading for the end of the month. Um, so give me an extra week to just focus on that book and not read anything else because it's a pretty hefty one. All right. So yeah. So guess what? Next week, we're going to have a, a cheap smut first. Yeah. Uh, the roles are going to be reversed yeah. and I'm going to be telling you story can't wait oh i'm excited you tell me a story please in the meantime listener if there is a book in you write it and if there's fucking in it i'll read it and then she will come on this show and explain it to me for your entertainment now please take me outside so i can cool down hell yeah bye bye goodbye